How far did the ice storm? Now we've we've had our second ice storm in two years. This one's not. Has this no? Was the really bad one two years ago? Two years. Or was it last? Year? No. So last year we had the really bad snowstorm. You're gonna yeah. Snow. Sorry. There you go. That's weird. But last year was a snowstorm where it was like two weeks straight. We had snow and we had like. 18 inches of snow. I remember this. And the reason I know this and remember it is because that storm uh, ruined our pool. Ooh. <laughs> How so? Well, because, um, you know, we kept the pump running and everything, but it was so cold it still froze on top. And so the water level dropped enough that we couldn't run the pump anymore. And so I had to, like, emergency winterize our pump. And that all worked out okay. But the problem is when, you know, when ice freezes, it expands. And our... our um, whatever the stuff is, the plaster in our pool was old anyway. It needed to be replaced, but it still existed. And so when ice expands on the top of a pool, it pushes outward. Mm -hmm. So put a bunch of pressure on that. So like once it thawed, all of our plaster just started like falling off. Yeah. So I just fast tracked when we had to get get it out. Was that the same storm that destroyed like the majority of all of our trees? Like just the, the ice weighing down. Okay. So that, that was two years ago. That was the ice storm. And that was the one that, yeah, destroyed. So that was two years ago. Just destroyed yeah, that massive one. amounts of... That's when you came back into town, coming from the airport, and I remember that because I was driving back where... I don't know where I was coming from, but driving down uh, whatever, Hefner Parkway, and you're just like, oh my God, this place got ripped apart. It's carnage. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. But, oh well. We're surviving this. We're we're gonna make it. It's gonna thaw out. It's gonna be like seventy in two and days. It's gonna so. be. I know. I know. It's been crazy. Luke, so why don't yes. you introduce our friend here in the studio with us? So I air quote studio. <laughs> yes, this is our studio. We just moved into a new studio last week, uh, starting the year off right. <laughs> we have low back friendly balls. Much so we're definitely not sitting here. And we have Bay, who has been uh, training in the gym for, for – you've been around for a while, actually, yeah. coming and going and stuff. But you, uh, you are a rock climber. Mm-hmm. You're an engineer enthusiast and all this <laughs> stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, come on. So tell me a little <laughs> bit about yourself. Um, I'm a uh, mechanical engineer. I worked for, like, Boeing and Ball Aerospace for – about uh, five years uh, in Seattle and Colorado and uh, kind of dabbled in that. But I don't know, it was kind of the, the whole time I got into it, all of this stuff, because I was tired of being fat. I was tired of being lazy. And so I decided to get into it a little bit. And I started with the classic bodybuilding and had my splits and I decided to dig into, into nutrition and how different macronutrients, different like nutrient densities affect how we metabolize in our um, satiety and leptin and ghrelin and all this. And I dug deep on that and yeah, I just kept, kept going. Yeah. And you, Bay is a, is a, we're all forever students, but Bay is like a, a I, I, it's like the best time to be a student in your past, like your entry level of education, mm-hmm. even if it's not in the field of like, like engineering great <laughs> education. So you've already been past like level one education of stuff. And now yeah. like it's education on life and like what you really want to get out of things mm-hmm. and what you want to provide to others. And then you're also at that young age still where it's like, 
you feel like you're getting old, but from two, the two that are sitting here, you're, you're not at all. You have like so much youth ahead. Yeah. Um, so I really, I remember that time in my life too, of where I like actually had knowledge, but then it was like, okay, now I can really acquire and apply knowledge because mm-hmm. I have knowledge. Well, that's like, yeah. it's a weird step there. If that makes I, sense. I have exactly enough knowledge to know how much I don't know. And yeah. it's really exciting That's the because I've got this whole world of improvement and knowledge and mm-hmm. application that I just get to explore and grow into and see what I like and dig into different stuff and experiment. Oh, it's, it's amazing. For sure. If my life is any indication, that feeling of the more you know, the more... Uh, you realize you don't know will only continue. To <laughs> that's that's when you know you're on the right thing, right? Yeah. That you're like learning. You're like, oh god. And you become yeah. more and more focused because yeah. it's like I can't know everything, yeah. and yeah. you get that uh, I don't know that imposter syndrome starts to grow a little bit because you're like, I feel like I don't know anything except well, just a little bit about this little bit of stuff. And it's it's got to be that way with jujitsu, especially as far as like I went to like three months of jujitsu and obviously there are guys that have been doing it for years and they know so much but just level there's levels to all of this as far as like you can go into the gym and you can do the movement and then you can dig deeper and be like all right what are we activating what are we using you can go into jujitsu and be like all right i can get into these positions and i know what i'm supposed to be doing but different people can implement it and set up things that are so beyond your level of comprehension. Which is an interesting thing because this is kind of something that Jeff and I were just talking about. It's like there's everybody can partake in one hobby, but everybody's mindset and just way of thinking is different. And the way you perceive stress, the way you, you know, react to things like everything is we all have an entirely different journey. So what I'm meaning is like you and I were talking about how you can kind of notice how people are going to be in the gym or in jujitsu with their training based on just where they are at with their mentality. And, um, it doesn't mean that like we can see that somebody might be a little chaotic with their mentality. And we think in jujitsu, that's usually like a spazzy person, somebody that's, that's hard to train with, but like I was trying to talk about last week, that there's probably parts in their life where they're exceptional at, and I'm spaz at. But in, when we're looking into these these things, it's always interesting to look at people and be able to... And that's what I was talking about in fitness. Like, let's bring this to fitness real fast. That's what I always talk about. Like, my my goal and my my want is to get people to a baseline to where then I can start to get to know them and I can start to, like play armchair psychologist and and see where they actually want to be, see what they actually want to do. And I feel like when you get them to a baseline level of general preparedness, then the world is open to explore. And then the world is open. What I really enjoy is like being able to guide somebody from that point. Now we all got to get to that base. That's what we pretty much preach here. Like every time we talk, but uh, you know, that's a, it's an interesting thing, but I was just thinking about this before I, before I shut up for a second. And it, while we're going to give one educational piece to you today, and I, I think this is a super important thing because you are eager and you like this stuff and you have all the qualities of getting out whatever you want out of this. The most valuable thing that I think you, that I could teach you today and right now 
And this is like real shit, everybody, because I've been paying attention and I've been <laughs> thinking about this. But this works for everybody. It's strength, health, and wellness is a marathon, not a sprint. We've heard it, but we got to always remember that, that it's not about how much you play with things and how much you get done in the next month. It's going to be a slow journey. And to know that you're 25 and I'm 38 and know that I was 25, it's like, dude, you got 13 years mm -hmm. to even be where I'm at, mm -hmm. you know? And so I really want everybody to kind of like think about that. It's a, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint with this stuff. And we just chip away slowly and we chip away with quality intention and effort. And that's going to be the best for us in the long run. And I, I hope we can all, we can get there. Ooh, that was the wrong one. Oh, you guys can't hear this. There's a crowd of, of applauding right now. You don't have headphones on. I was playing the uh, crowd applauding music. Dude. Man, that one is. Well, I mean, yeah. they weren't very. Yeah. I hope people are screaming about this because that one, dude, I, I read this last night. That's why I thought about it today. And I, then I thought about it last night thinking I was going to tell you. And then I thought about it today because I remember and I just, I know where you're at, man. I know you want to like. And it happened the other day when we were playing around with Nicole. You want to try everything, and I want mm -hmm. you to try everything. Mm -hmm. But then there's something else that we also have we can't get away from. Yeah. And it's what's going on in the back, the yeah. injury and the injury history and, and all those sort of things. And so that's where the importance of really like, okay, mm -hmm. being in the gym, talking about these things, moving and stuff, that's, that's good for a long time. Mm -hmm. I'm going to figure this out slow. I would put a slowdown on some of the bigger movements a little bit more you know yeah. time in between yeah. them but we're going to figure that stuff out for sure because and we want to figure these things out so that we can do those and employ them mm -hmm. at the highest volume we can correctly yeah you know so. and it's, it's it's taking that that long view of i want this to be a bigger portion of my life mm -hmm. and my life is going to go on for more than the next three months Right. The next three months that I could go balls to the wall and I can give six days a week, three hours a day in the mm -hmm. gym, two hours of that going like as heavy as I can. And yeah. then another hour playing with other stuff that also hits the same things. Right. I could do that or I could take a long view and be like, all right, or I could take three of those accessory days and just play around, just mm -hmm. like learn different stuff. And uh, it was actually something that you said on one of your other, one of your previous podcasts um, that I need to really like drill home. And that's not everybody is meant for every movement. Yeah. God. Yes. And that one, that one got me. I mean like, yeah, it's, I might not be able to do conventional deadlift yeah. and I can wrap my head around that. I can still get to where I can pick heavy shit off from the floor. You. You want to get to a place, you want to, you know, a, a stronger, what do they say? Like a stronger body is harder to kill. A stronger man oh, 100%. is harder to kill. All those sort of 100%. things. 100%. But you want to get yourself into the position to be able to, if you need to conventional deadlift. Yes. You can do it. Yeah. But, and that's where, that's like, I wrapped my ideology in like, around exercises especially exercises i was good at like it just and so then when that when those got taken away from from me for a period of time it was kind of that same thing i spent a lot of time 
doing regressions, but I still tried to force it back in way too early. And I think, I think I had a conversation with Jeff or somebody in here even recently when I was just really told about like, when I just step back, slow the hell down, focus on doing things with better intention, lower my damn volume down. Cause when you really get to looking at this stuff that we all start sharing and talking about on social media, it's kind of social media elized. I just made up a word, but it's like, you know, it's got that like dirty social media stint on it, which means it's going to be a little bit more volume, a little bit more intense, a little mm-hmm. bit more badass, more showy, of course. Mm-hmm. And when we stay in that realm of like fitness, that's when I was telling, you know, like that's when we get far away from what's actually really in the books and the recommendations from the, the people that are really telling us the same shit all the time. Like, you know, be healthy, <laughs> move with intention, like do the appropriate amount of dosage. Don't be a mental head case and feel like you got to do more because you won't get something in check on the other end of your life, which would be nutrition. You know, so I, it's a vicious cycle back and forth. I mean, you guys are hitting me hard right now. Uh, wow. I, I, I don't remember that podcast, but uh, not every movement story person. Wow. Uh, and that hits right now, too, because this weekend I came in on Saturday and I was like, uh, what do I want to do? I don't know. I was like, I haven't deadlifted in a while. Let's deadlift. Mm-hmm. It's funny you mentioned that. And uh, I probably got like halfway through with my sets and. I think I knew at that time that like my lower back and like just wasn't really feeling it, but that's okay. We're going to grind through it. And I've been regretting that since mm-hmm. Saturday mm-hmm. because we tried to do a little jujitsu afterwards. I did one round with Luke and I was like, that's it. We're done. Cause the back is, is now feeling like it's made out of rebar mm-hmm. and it's tightened up and it took a couple days for everything to kind of loosen up. And, and I, I think that that really just resonates with me right now because I got in my head that I needed to do something for no reason. Like I haven't been deadlifting. I've been fine. It's okay. Like mm-hmm. I could have done any number of million other things. It's just that like, I think I just got into my ego a little bit of like, I need to be doing this. Cause I'm like maybe watching other people that have been deadlifting and stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, and like I gotta, I gotta get stronger yeah. and I gotta, and to do that, I got to do this thing. And, and then now I'm like regretting it. it like, well, and I, d- I don't think that that's necessarily a bad mentality as far as like you want to work that more into your, but it should be a matter, in my opinion, should be a matter of the day that you come in and you feel like picking heavy stuff up and that like you feel ready for it. And like, that's what jumps in your mind because that's what you want to do. Not because you're like, yeah, I should have this. I might not be primed for it. I might not be ready. I didn't warm up for it. I didn't like do any of like the stuff the week before to like, all right, let's, let's get, get going. I'm going to start doing this later. It was, I feel like I should be doing it. So yeah. I'm going to do it no matter yeah. what. And then halfway through when I realized I probably shouldn't be doing this, but I just went ahead and finished yeah. it anyway. <laughs> I could have headed it all off too to be like, you know what? My body's not really feeling this today. Mm-hmm. This movement, and maybe it's a, there may be periods, right? Where not every movement is for everybody. It may not be that movement for you right now. Mm-hmm. Like I knew right. it wasn't for me right now. And yet we just grinded through it. And then you play stupid games, win stupid prizes, right? So. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's funny how, to, how we, we just we wrap ourselves around all these things and we really don't know like what's, what's happening. Like when I start to, to listen to people's whys on things, it's just kind of like, what, what is this? But then, like I said, man, if you guys all just go back to a, a trusted book, something, you know, a trusted resource, a good article, you're going to find all these answers. You're going to find the actual 
you know, recommendation of, of making sure you're taking care of yourself and making sure that you have the prerequisites and ability to then smash something. Or when there's something like a deadlift, we're not demonizing a deadlift, it's my favorite lift ever. But those sort of things, maybe we have to be adults and actually start to think about when we're applying them and know that when we're applying something like that, there's gonna be a change in other things that we're gonna do. Like balance is something I say every podcast and it's ever flowing and it's always changing. And it definitely changes when you add in a compound movement, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's just the simple things that without even a kinesiology degree, anybody can conceptually get. You just got to get to be uh, thinking with a health mindset. Appreciate you noting that, like, by no means, it sounds like we're hating on the deadlift. Oh no! <laughs> oh, it's my favorite <laughs> lift. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. let's 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 be clear about that. No, everybody everybody loves the deadlift. It's it is my it's my favorite lift. Conventional barbell deadlift is my favorite lift of all time. It's been the best lift that I've that I had in my my time, and I and it's a lift that I actually want to build back up to, and I want to break a personal record again in my life with a deadlift, but like. Let me tell you now, I'm not going to slave to the conventional bar over and over and over. There's a skill. There's a technique. I'll be able to work that skill and work that technique with moderate submaximal loads and that won't tax my system and, and hurt, you know, uh, tax my, my joints and tissue and anything. And I will be able to work positions of the deadlift with all sorts of different exercises that are deadlift variants that will build into the ability to pull that that weight. So yeah, there's always a way, man, to, to move around stuff, and that's what being a professional is, and that's what being a skilled lifter is: is understanding that these are movements, and that uh, we have the ability to, you know, bulletproof bulletproof our body and, and make them resilient to accomplish certain tasks. I, I know this isn't. We I don't think we plan on doing a deep dive into the deadlift. But, <laughs> Uh, you mentioned like different variants and stuff, and this is something, this is going to be like non-trained Jeff here asking like, what, when would you just kind of an overview of the different variants? Like, why would you use different, maybe like a sumo deadlift over a more conventional, like I've never really understood sort of the whys behind any of that. Well, let's say a couple things if I was, well, one thing I want to probably if I wanted to still keep a conventional style deadlift, I could easily work some some rack pulls, something a little bit short in range of motion. Um, and I can still work the nervous system there at a very, very high load. So if, I, if we're talking about challenging the nervous system with intensity, we can do that at a much shortened range of motion or a, you know, a different range of motion on the deadlift. And then I could take sumo. We could go with like heavy double kettlebells which uh, where the weight can be underneath the center of gravity of my body or very um, very similar to a, a trap bar deadlift where everybody loves going to a trap bar where the center of gravity has changed with that, that load where it's not in front of the body, it's more on the sides and through the midline. So same thing with using, you know, like two heavy kettlebells from a sumo stance. I can really work a deeper hinge. I can use big heavy handles on the bells. I mean, there's just a world of like, cool badass strength stuff that you can do that are going to build that you know not just that lift but a ton of stuff i mean just those kettlebell sumo deadlift you know two heavy kettlebells holding those suckers changing tempo you know of of the movement dude that's going to increase your pull-ups that's going to increase your damn bench press and how is it going to increase your bench press 
because a bunch of people are going to freak out when I just said that. But <laughs> having a stronger grip and have a be- having better neural connection is fucking science. It will. <laughs> Hands down. <laughs> so, you know, that kind of stuff. But that's what I was always having to do around my back injuries. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, when I had my back injuries, like it's gone. And no, we're always dealing with these things. But, you know, my unfortunate injuries... In my time, that's what I've had to do. I've had to learn how to not just work around things, but make sure that when I'm working around things, I'm kind of, I'm not, because it's hard, man. You can figure out stuff that you can work around, but you don't know until two, three, a month, two months, did I just work into some further dysfunction in some area? You know, so it's a very tricky thing. And I think that's where it's very, uh, important to have good people around you or good resources to turn to and then again just being very open-minded and um, kind of stepping out you know from your own brain and ego for a second and, and looking at things logically but that is where the marathon not the sprint comes in like we have to be okay with taking a week off of exercise working out we never take it. We never, let me retract there that. It is. We never get off of exercise and movements and the pillars, of course. But we live in a time now where the majority of people that I know, and you answer this, would freak out if I told them they needed to take a week off and couldn't come to the gym. People will lose their minds. Yeah. I mean, the majority of you listening, I know where you're at. We're trying to help all of us come away from this thinking, but every one of you wouldn't know what to do. You'd be freaked out about all of a sudden you're going to gain weight that week too. Like that's going to challenge the majority of you. And, but none of you are actually going to go out and just be active or just be an adult and maybe say, Hey, if I can't go to the gym this week, no harm, no foul. This is actually going to make me better in the long run. Mm Mm-hmm. And, oh, if I don't want to gain any weight, I'll just be an adult and I'll just kind of change my caloric intake this week since I'm not going to the gym. Now, see, we've already lost everybody. They're already done. <laughs> They've already checked out. They've already failed. What, what would be, what would elicit a stronger reaction? Telling people you can't go to the gym for a week or telling some of our friends you can't do jujitsu for a week? Oh, God, they'd freak out. <laughs> it's Which would be strong. They'd freak out in the jujitsu. But, you know, the... <laughs> The, the, irony is, the irony with that, too, that I love is you and I both know that if we took a week off of physical jiu-jitsu, how many... Okay, so you, you and I both train three days a week, guaranteed. We're, we're up there for two hours every time. That's six hours, six to eight hours a week we're training jiu-jitsu. Next week, we're not going to grab anything. We're not going to do anything physical. We're not even going to go to to the school but Jeff you and I are going to do six to eight hours of studying and focusing intentionally on jiu-jitsu we got better guaranteed when we go back the next time we're going to be doing things differently different perspective of play different perspective of like you know whatever it is we you're going to get better yeah there was and I don't have you just sparked a memory that a study that I saw that they did a comparison between visualization, actively doing the thing, or a combination of visu- visualization and doing mm-hmm. the thing. And the, the combined group, the hybrid group of do, using visualization and actually doing the sport or the mm-hmm. skill or whatever it is, was every bit as good as those who just did 
the skill and didn't do any of the visualization techniques and exercises. Like it's absolutely clear that you can get just as good training less, but adding and studying visualization. So that takes a strong mind and strong character Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to do. Absolutely. That. But also a passion for, for what you're doing. As far as like if, if it's something that you're interested in, something that you want to know more about and you want to be better in, you're probably already thinking about it in a broad sense anyway. And you're thinking about, yeah, that's the time you want to be in the gym, but they're not open or at the school and they're not open. That's stuff where you can be going through the last three rounds in your head. What you could have done differently, what moves you saw on Instagram that you want to be able to do, like what all of that stuff should be like that's running through. That's training. So we can do that in the gym and we can do that in the dojo on the mats. (laughs) Okay. And I'm not a I'm not a black belt instructor under the Lovato brand or anything like that yet. So, but I can still give you something that will make everybody better at jujitsu, including myself if I did this and I'm very aware and I'm going to do this now so that none of you can rub it back in my face and I can rub it back in everybody else's face who got lazy. But if you just took a couple hours, let's say three hours, that's a long time. So I'm gonna make it even easier. Let's say an hour next week and jujitsu players pull out a notebook and start to go through your sequences, start to write them down step for step, grips, this and that, and try to remember, try to see how much of your curriculum, of your knowledge can you actually put out there. And then what you can't, where you're having hiccups on things, that's what you go clean up, refresh, do a little studying, and all of a sudden you're putting your brain out on paper you're putting your physical ability and the things you do out on paper and now you're seeing it in that different perspective as as jeff was just talking about and that will definitely make you better and i know that because i've done that in fitness and you guys can do the same thing on just thinking man these are the exercises or these are the movements even that i that in play that i'm always doing and write them down Start to think about it. Start to think, well, this is where I struggle in this. And then you're studying intellectually at this time. So maybe check out the exercise. Google it. Oh, it does, this, is, this is probably why I struggle at that. Cool thing about it is I know Luke, and I'm going to go ask him about this, and this is the type of shit that makes him go, yeehaw, and get giddy, you know? Like, this is, this is how we learn. This is how we get better. This is how we get healthier. And this is how we're also... Not only like building better character in ourselves, but we're also like, this is why we have a tribe. This is why we have others in our team around us to, to go to. Well, and that's, sorry, that's the same principle that we used to have as kids in school, right? Well, who's going to be a better student? The one who goes to university and only goes, only pays attention during class? and doesn't look back at their notes, doesn't look back at their textbook, doesn't do any of that, or the ones who look back, they're thinking about it whenever they're not in class. They go back over it. They, they, they live that, and that's, they're more into it, so they want to learn it better. Repetition. It's funny how these things pop up everywhere in life. <laughs> Makes me think of, I don't know why this popped into my head, was the movie Cool Runnings? <laughs> Maybe because we just had the Winter Olympics. But I was thinking of, uh, you know, they get in the bathtub, and they're, like, training you know, because they got the like pictures of yeah. okay, this turn and that turn, and he's like in the bathtub, leaning, you know, pretending. I just, I don't know. I just love that movie, and that just kind of popped into my head of the things people do to to study, right? It's Dude. you know, if you want to be good, it's more than just going and doing the thing, and that's all you do. You got to do some mental work too. And if you like to geek out on that kind of stuff, like visualization, like there is some. 
amazing stories of it. And if you got, you know, if you're inspired by people like Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan or Hodge or Gracie, you know, whatever it is, guarantee you're going to find some very interesting visualization things. Uh, you know, I've been lucky to be able to see it from both the great Shanji Barrow and Rafael Lovato Jr. at like the highest level. Like, I've seen Rafael, like, I've seen him tactically do things that, you know, maybe other people don't know what he's doing, but it's like, oh, I see what he's, I see he's putting things together. He's putting things in his head. He's telling himself things. Mm -hmm. He's, you know, it, it's amazing that those type of guys, man, at the highest level, the ones who are obsessed with being the highest version and the best version of themselves at whatever craft it is, that's just a, like a natural thing, man. They work hard, they visualize hard, and they don't cut any corner. I mean, you think like, we talked about last week, you know, that nervousness and everything else that yeah. so many of us just amateurs, right before we step on the mats, instead of visualizing what we're supposed to be doing, like, what are my grips? What am I going to do? What am I, I'm about to step on the mats. How am I going to approach this? We're instead having like a mini panic attack in our head. But you take a guy like Rafael or Shandri, whoever these, these great competitors, and you look at them right before they step on the mat. I mean, we just had Euros this last week, and I watched a lot of that. And these guys at the highest level before they step on the mat, bro, you can tell they are not in their own head panicking, worried, or whatever. They are that intense focus. Like you know that they're visualizing, this is my plan, and I'm going to go execute. I'm going to win. And no matter how it turns out, they've absolutely got that, Dude, that focus and that visualization. Yeah, I mean, that was Rafael in that title fight against the gay guard Musasi. That's my, one of my favorite moments in life, being there and seeing that and being such a fan of gay guard. <laughs> knowing how badass he is and like we are fighting him and then to to look at that now to know that Raphael knew he was going to go in there and get that pick and get that to the ground he was going to ankle he was going to snag that ankle and get it down to where he wanted like he had already envisioned that and you know we're not thinking I mean we know <laughs> we're thinking game plan we're thinking all this stuff and you believe in him but to know that a guy like like we're talking about a guy like that like I'm sure there's so many things that he could think about that could go wrong that Gegard could do to him. But the power of what he can do to Gegard and what we can do for ourselves is so much higher, you know, than worrying about the other shit. Mindset. We talked about this last week. This mindset. How, how important that is to just everything. Yeah. So. But we were listening, uh, we listened to that podcast on play. Yes. And I told you to listen to that and we were you know, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but I kind of found it interesting when I was describing it to you where I was just like, you know, I like how what I got out of the first, you know, hour of that was I told you, you almost had to listen to just like the first hour if you want to, you know, because everything ties together where it's just like, what is play? And play means so many different things. Like play is like laughter and it's just being curious. It's it's, you know, what I love the language that, that he said was, it's just taking a different path. Like, it's just taking a different step. Walking on that curb instead of this curb. Like, being playful and just, you know. Yeah, we, I, I mean, I'm glad you shared this with me because I have loved it. Um, for those that want to go check this out, it's Huberman Lab is the podcast. Uh -huh. And the episode is Using Play to Rewire and Improve Your Brain. And, yeah, I mean, I just find it incredibly... I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for. It's just powerful. This idea that 
by playing. And, and when he talks about playing, he doesn't talk about, there's a difference. Like we can, we can play in jujitsu where we're just having fun. We're laughing. It's low stakes. We're not competing with each other. We're just out having fun. That's play. You go to compete. That's different, right? If you're going to go play football, maybe you're just having fun out with your friends, playing flag football, just whatever, right? Okay. That's play. But like, you're going to go compete. That's different. We're talking about that. The, the true play, the laughing, having a good time, the, being spontaneous, being, you know, like he talks about taking a random way home from work and how that changes your mind and helps you to adapt to um, unexpected things better. It helps you improvise better. I mean, it improves your relationships and dealing with conflict. I mean, it just is completely game changing in how we approach the world, but we forget how to play once we stop being kids for the most part, right? We, forget that just like go out and play and that was and there's so much more into it like he's an actual like scientist <laughs> he's a professor he's, and he's studies wonderful. this stuff and but it was i mean you just listen to it and you're like oh this is really an important thing that, yeah. that we don't talk about we do I, you talk about play but this adds so much more context to it from a like a scientific study kind of standpoint but i still think there's like one glaring thing that in the fitness world that we can look at and it's like how many people daily are doing things that are tasks oriented that they don't enjoy and it's usually the biggest one i can mention here is a, is calorie burn hmm. cardio because they're just they want to lose weight or they don't want to gain weight or and we go back to like it's usually a time wasted task that they don't enjoy doing why have we lost the sight of in that moment you can accomplish so much more you can accomplish the calorie burn but you can accomplish so much hormonally mentally all these things by just going and saying i'm just gonna go play for an hour like that's a it's a really kind of a weird thing i, I struggle i don't know man i struggle with accepting the fact that we are there you know, it's like, are we really there? Like, is this what people want to do? Like, if we can talk to people and enough people could kind of understand that that's what they do and they could really slow down a second and say, you know, I, I don't have to just mindlessly come to the gym and do this cardio. Like, I could actually just eat sensibly a tiny bit better and it would have a bigger impact. And it's like, yes. Well, and that, that comes back to both training and, um, I mean, meal plans as far as, like, what's the best way to actively for, for anyone to lose fat and that's maintain a calorie deficit. Well, the best way to do that is whatever, whatever one you're going to stick to, whatever one you enjoy, whatever one makes it easier on you. And there are different ways to go about it. You can adjust different macros, you can go whatever, but if your goal is to lose fat, then do the way to get it. That makes it easier on you. It's the most efficient way, but you know, there's the interesting part in just that. What would be a way to play in nutrition? And I kind of think I've been a victim of times. I know some of the healthiest stuff is, is rotation, a variety of food. You know, play with different combinations. Play with different meals. Like, there's one thing I just came to my head because I can't tell you how many times I see people that just, they're tired of eating the same shit over and over and over. And, you know, where they're tired doing the same cardio. And the word play just pops up when it's just like, well, have fun with this. You're depressed about the way you're looking at this food right now. Start to, hey, this is going to be 
tonight I'm going to make this. I'm gonna, I haven't done this. I'm going to pair it with this. This is great. Oh, that wouldn't, well, we're going to try this. Like that kind of stuff is exciting. And I guess that's kind of what play is, right? It's excitement in some sort of level of the body. Yeah. I mean, I think it, I think it fits everything, right? Like, yeah. and that's adopting that, that play attitude and mindset is again, that podcast kind of reveals to me how important that is just for approaching life with longevity, with having a, a brain that works in all different kinds of, of environments and reacts well to any different scenario. And it, and it does that, right? So if you are in this rut of like, oh, I'm just gonna eat the same thing over and over and over, and you're in a situation where that's not available to you, now you're adding stress because you don't know how to adapt to it. You don't know how to what do I do now? I'm, I'm on vacation. What do I do? Well, you know, if you've played more along the way, like you're going to be quick to adapt, right? Yeah. You're, you're using principles, but you're still playing within those principles. And I was kind of about this, like right now, I don't feel like doing any, like training in the gym, like doing anything in particular. And it kind of makes me feel like, well, okay, I'm just going to play. Like, it just doesn't matter. I don't have to do a defined, I got to do this many sets and this many reps and I got to do this weight and I got to, plan it out. And I got to do this for four weeks. And like, maybe I can just come in for the next couple of weeks. If I'm sort of like, I don't know, I just don't really feel like being focused on anything. Well then don't. Will come that give you more focus when it's time to focus? Yeah. Like come yeah. play and just do, do whatever. Like it's just, you want to press a little bit of this and do Gosh, some, pull, just whatever, just go mm -hmm. do something. And just pl keep, play with new stuff. Yeah. Like get like this, that's your chance to like, Oh, I haven't tried this, but I've seen it and it's not super taxing. It's not like, this is I mean Luke Luke says it every time as far as like just moving like whether it's walking crawling running crab walking backwards like play with it like you don't have to do anything crazy taxing but all of that is training and playing at the same time it's amazing yeah I mean walking has become popular again recently um, every at least popular in the in the social media world where everybody's talking about it um, but you know, just it's it's the most efficient form of exercise at a base level for kids to elderly. I mean, when we're looking at the most important thing to do for everybody on a daily basis, not even talking about gym, not even talking about goals, not even talking about any of that stuff. It gets back to, you know, no matter what, we have to have a lifestyle of some locomotive movement, some, some good deep breaths and some good food and playing around with all those sort of things. I'm like, that's like, that is exactly what the play is. Like that's our, our healthy baseline level of human. And, um, it should be playful. I think our baseline level should be playful and we should have real goals and like real, that's what makes it fun to say, okay, then like Jeff can say, you know what, I'm going to play for the next couple months. But in, in April, I would like to really want run an eight week, deadlift program i'd like to kind of maximize see where i'm at see what i can get in eight weeks and then you're motivated to do that there's not a lot of play in that thing but guess what like the play is all in the ability to to, to do those small little like quests you know so i don't know man this is that's it's the key to life i think it's the key to fitness i think it's the key to longevity i think it literally is like the key to happiness. Can't say enough good things about just play. Yeah. And, and I, I forget it and 
I mean, it's really, I, again, like I said, I'm so glad you found it and shared it with me because I think it's really, put, I've been thinking about it a lot the last couple of days as I've listened what's to the that. What's the uh, systemic effect, like uh, the environmental effect? Um, so, you know, if you're, you have young kids, or if you start playing a lot, they're going to play a lot. Like, it's really important in today's time for us to, to not just take initiative to be the best you you can be, but I think we need to take initiative to like be the best examples to to the youth that is literally man is getting fatter and sicker and more stuck on that phone. And now more than ever, more of us need to start playing and moving and inspiring and just changing the environment and showing, you know, kids that they can move and play because I know we're ta- we're kind of varying off here onto this, but I'm just thinking about that, man. It's like kids have literally lost a lot of ability to play. And that that is, quite frankly, that's from us adults, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Well, so. this is, the, the world right now sucks in so many ways. And um, I mean, especially today, I mean, good Lord, we've got the possibility of World War III breaking out right now <laughs> on top of two years of, COVID and, right. and politics and everything else, right? It, there's just a whole big pile of shit that we could dive into if we, if you let yourself, and so we do. We get play. it's on, <laughs> it's everywhere, right? We're consumed by it, and it's like, man, this is maybe a way out of that, right? Yeah. And, and I'm not saying for the world, but for you individually, it's like you got to take control of your mental health, your relationships, your families, and all of that, and like play. And the byproduct of that right there is all those things have a bigger cascading effect on the one thing you're probably obsessing about. You know, if it's like a better body, a feel better, you clean up all those other things, then you're great. Bay, you getting out of here? Yes, sir. I Bay, later, my it. dude. Thanks for sitting in. It was a pleasure. Out with us. Yeah. Thank you so much. We'll do it again. But. You know, along like what I was just saying right there. I mean, dude, we have got to make changes and we've got to be able to not take things as serious. Like, how am I trying to say this? I think we, we look at objectives and our goals and they, we just singularly focus on them instead of no pun, uh, pun intended here, kind of putting a little play into it and looking at it from all points of view and looking at how we can optimize it by literally thinking about it better, eating for it better, sleeping for it better, you know, getting the right people around us. That's a huge thing. If you guys are struggling with goals right now, I don't want to tell you to, to throw away the people in your life, but if you got a goal and the five people around you, we've all heard that you are the sum of what, like the five closest people around you or something so if you've got a goal get around people who have already accomplished that goal you can have more friends than one like you've got to get around these people and you've got to inspire yourself that way but yeah have have people around you that you can help bring up and lift them up but you need to have people that are lifting you up too and dragging you up to their level why we're talking about play Let's let's talk about this real fast. We need to play more because we are way too obsessive over shit that doesn't matter. Okay? I've spent almost two decades doing this and there's been psychotic 
times in my life where I have given up every single thing, as I've told you before, to try to accomplish a goal. There's a time when I was so obsessed with a body fat percentage or a certain lean muscle mass in relation to a body fat percentage that like I felt just like a lot of you that everything had to be perfect. I had to have the perfect program that was doing these variations of exercises because they do this. I've obsessed about it all, man. And I've watched thousands of people in many different gyms and I have friends and I've talked about this. Guys, the majority of us are not trying to step on the Olympia stage as a classic physique or a bodybuilder. And if you are like obsessing over these small, minute details, dude, the power of play can accomplish 95% of everybody's aesthetic goals out there, like hands down. And if you think you're going to lose muscle or not be as jacked as you want, the power of just simple play can put on muscle as well. If you guys, none of you listening, very few, if any, are the true one percenters where their entire being revolves around the outcome of something. And then, only then, do we have to get crazy specific and where those fun little you know, minute details matter. But for the majority of us, if it's bigger arms, do some fucking curls. Like, don't overemphasize it. I guarantee if you start doing curls and getting better at them and learning better mind-muscle connection, just changing variations up over time, you're going to be just fine. Stop worrying about it. Like, it's it's insane. But that's that's where we are. We're worried and we're fearful and we want to hope that Something can assist us, something can help us, and the only thing that's really going to help us in the end in this whole journey and stuff is being able to step back and play a little bit and realize that what we are doing is play. <laughs> like, have some fun in it, man. Even this, the knockdown drag-out sessions where, like, if we roll tomorrow, like, let's go after each other. Let's try to kill each other. Let's do a hard, fast-paced round where we make each other tired as shit. It'll be fun. Like, it's play. <laughs> so, I don't know. You nope. know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we get, again, we've got enough stress in our life. We don't need to, like, add more with our own, you know, minimize or at least counteract some of what we're doing on ourselves yeah. with some play. Just enjoy it. Enjoy it. Uh, and I know you said walking is getting real popular. And so, are you familiar with Prancer Size? No. Have you seen this? <laughs> okay. <laughs> For those that aren't familiar, this is my, um, you know, like some of the end of TV shows, it's like, this is your moment of Zen or whatever, <laughs> or the, you know, it's like the today show always ends with something like that. Well, this is your like ending, go to YouTube and search Prancer size. So like P R A N C E R whatever size C I Z E. Uh, it's hilarious. And we're bringing it back. Luke, this is green strength. This is the fourth pillar is going to be Prancer size. Uh, so have a laugh. Listen, we talk about a lot of serious stuff here, but Start your play out by prancercizing. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. Lord. We're going to we're going to pull it up here, and you're going to absolutely love it. This is uh, this is prancercizing. Let me see if it'll it'll play here. There's this lady, and she's just fantastic, and I just love everything about her. And if you want to say how to play, um, let me kind of fast forward here, and you're going to see her prancercizing, and it's like she walks, but she's like kind of dancing at the same time jamie put it up on the screen <laughs> yeah this is prancercising and it, look this has merit like this is Dude, if this isn't play and no, awesome there, there's there's 
that's the irony behind this is there's science behind this shit at a deeper level than a lot of the stuff that people, you know, <laughs> when you look back at the eighties and the craze of like the old mall walkers slinging yeah. their arms with the little hand weights, yeah. you know, when you want to make fun of that, also know that one of the greatest powerlifting coaches of all time, Mr. Marty Gallagher, who was the coach to one of the greatest powerlifters of all time in Ed Cohn himself. What was he known for? Heavy hands walking. So he had all those guys. <laughs> they weren't quite doing that. But, uh, dude, if I my mom was doing that and if people her age were running around doing that for exercise, I'm fucking loving it. Right? I'm ecstatic, 100%. But, yeah, like Marty Gallagher um, really promoted heavy hands walking. It was just like not 20-minute walks for these powerlifters, but 20-minute intentional vigorous paced walks where you're slinging your, you know, your arms are moving and what better throw some ankle weights on. She's got hand, throw weights. some hand weights. <laughs> See, she's done it. This is, this is, this is fitness. This was what fitness was when obesity was at a much lower rate. So don't try to act like it's not proven. If you you're too good for anywhere. this, I mean, nobody's too good for this. No. Nobody's too good. And that's just going on a walk. You guys don't have to look it up. Going on a walk, just turn on your music and dance a little bit. Yeah. Move around as you're going on the walk. Every once in a while, act like there's like an intruder coming to, to bug you and throw a couple of right and lefts out there. You know, you get a little shadow boxing in, keep walking. Hop, keep up, on the, hop up on the curb and, and do a little, uh, you know, plank 100%. walk there on the curb. And- 100%. Yeah, but, it, you know, I used to, I loved, uh, there's a wonderful book. Marty Gallagher's book, Perf- uh, Purposeful Primitive, I believe. I think so. I'm about 100% sure. It's a fucking great book, dude. Because it's a no. Marty Gallagher, I'm going to go down this hole for a second. Marty Gallagher was a no nonsense guy. And I love when him and Ed Cohn go teach seminars today and they teach people how to squat. And it's kind of the reassuring thing that it's still out there today that I, that this, this is one of the biggest things that bugs me in, in exercise is I wonder how we, I can tell you a, okay. So Marty Gallagher used to make you do a pole squat. Okay. Let's get proficient with being able to hold onto a pole and squat up and down correctly. And then we could add in a goblet and let's drill this and get good at it to even a certain load which he also found, and other people have found this too. So when you're dogging the, the uh, goblet squat, other strong-ass world-class lifters have found a correlation between heavy goblet squats and at least around a certain area of what they could find in their back squat. You know, I know it's a lot of craziness, go look and, and stuff, but you could still elicit good you know, response from a goblet squat if you know how to create tension, you know how to create the right torque and all the above. But he would progress them in the most obvious manner. And you didn't go to the next thing until you owned the last thing. Several people do that. And I've wondered how we've lost that in fitness and teaching anything. Like, how do we even literally teach stuff when it's not in order of common sense order? You know, like, let me make sure that you can own a body weight squat. Beautiful. Can you own it with a little bit of volume and density? Amazing. Can we load it now? 
Wonderful. Can we load it heavy? Push you a little bit. Amazing. Can we now put a bar on your clavicle here, on your shoulders, and let's do a front squat. Now you own it. Okay, can we then transfer you to the back? You know, it's like, these are out there in every exercise. How do we not do this? And I guess it is that, that constant quest of not wanting to run the marathon, but just trying to sprint. That's exactly how. These are people who ran the marathon, and that's why they're some of the greatest coaches and lifter of all time. And they're still doing it today and still teaching it to everybody who's trying to sprint through this shit. And they're just slowing them down because they're going into CrossFits. They're going into places with good lifters and good exercisers. And they're just progressing them back for real ownership. And, and there, there's our lesson of the day. We've got to be able to play and move around. And then none of this is a, is a sprint. This is all a marathon. And if we can't even step back and I'd look at things for a couple of weeks, a month even, then you're just, you're a little chaotic, man. And you're kind of, you're kind of addicted to something and you're lost in it. And if, like I said, if it's weight gain or weight loss and stuff that you feel that not being in the gym or whatever is not going to be able to give you, then you don't have a healthy lifestyle. You don't have the first fundamental pattern that needs to be there, which is the base, your base to ability to do. And if you have to stay out of the gym and not exercise hard, you still live a wonderful, healthy lifestyle and you still play all the time and you don't worry about obesity. Like this is common sense. We just have to be, we gotta, we gotta step up and we gotta do better, man. Every one of us. 100%. We're going to put a bow on it with that one because man, that just sums up the whole thing. Maybe feels like we're a little all over the place today. But. We were, we were. But I mean, it, we were playing around with this and uh, that made it fun. But I think, you know, we got some good stuff in there, man, because Absolutely. that, like I said, man, that is education for myself. I'm back into the marathon game. When I'm hurt, I'm in the sprint game. There you go. Don't do it. Don't do it. I see it with everybody else. <laughs> so play marathon. Prancer size. Don't run a marathon. <laughs> Don't run a marathon. Prancer size around on the grass, barefoot, and you you know you get that uh, grounding effect as well. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So definitely check that out um, and be inspired by what is in fact quality fitness. Yeah, for sure. So uh, thanks for joining us here for another episode of the Green Strength Podcast. Hit up Coach Luke. You can find him on Instagram at Green Strength IV. Send him a question. Send him a message. Send him a video of you prancercising, and we will feature it here on our audio podcast, which makes no sense, but that's what we're going to do. And so with that said, we're going to watch it and laugh. <laughs> we're going to have a good time doing it. Yeah. So uh, maybe we will make a whole feature of the best prancercise videos. That'd be great. So, uh, yeah. So hit us up anytime, and we look forward to seeing you right here next time on the Green Strength Podcast.